0: all right welcome back to another episode of the soccer academy no intro music this week i don't feel like this episode deserves it um just for the topic we're going to be discussing so i'm gonna stick we're not going to play any intro music and we're pretty much going to dive right into what in the world is happening to european soccer as we know it um Corey's joining me how are you doing Corey?
1: Uh, You know, it's, I've had better days. Um, uh, You actually texted me the other day telling me about the Super League, and I kind of just blew it off like ah, they talked about it last year. And then I started – I woke up, went on Twitter, and it just shocked me that it was actually probably going to go through. And it just – it took me a while to really understand what was going on. And then when I finally understood – that it was probably going to go through. It just – it broke my heart a little bit just because one of my favorite – my my team is one of the teams who wants to leave. So, it's just – it's tough, you know, just a tough situation for fans, players, owners, staff, anything, anyone involved. It's just not a good spot right now.
0: Yeah, whenever <clears> – <throat> it was Sunday during the games, whenever this news was, like, leaking that, hey, they're going to do this. Yeah, and then it came out late Sunday afternoon our time that the statement came out, which I'll read. Obviously, for those who don't know, which you everyone knows at least a little bit about this right now, whether you're a soccer fan or not. It's twelve teams. I'll just I'll read I'll read the statement straight from them, straight from the Super League. It goes. Um, the title is "Leading European Football Clubs Announce New Super League Competition." I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the basis of it here, it goes. It says 12 of Europe's leading football clubs have today come together to announce they have agreed to establish a new midweek competition. The super league governed by its founding clubs, AC Milan, Arsenal, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Juventus, Liverpool, Manchester city, Manchester United, Real Madrid and Tottenham. That's 12 have all joined as founding clubs It's anticipated that a further three clubs will join ahead of the inaugural season, which is intended to commence as soon as practicable. Going forward, the founding clubs look forward to holding discussions with UEFA and FIFA to work together in partnership, bullshit, to deliver the best outcomes for the new league and for football as a whole, bullshit. The formation of the Super League comes at a time when the global pandemic has accelerated the instability in the existing European football economic model, Further, for a number of years, the founding clubs have had the objective of improving the quality and intensity of existing European competitions throughout each season and of creating a format for top clubs and players to compete on a regular basis. That's where I'm going to stop reading the statement. The format basically would be they want to have 20 teams in this league where they will break it up into two groups of 10 and they'll play all the other nine teams, home and away, <clears throat> so 18 games plus then playoffs afterwards. And I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm tired <laughs> because I am. I haven't got much sleep these last couple nights because this. Um, let's talk about what it means, Corey. Um, this would ruin soccer in Europe as
1: as it's known right now. It's pathetic. Yeah, um, it just, it ruins everything that I grew up on, that people twice my age grew up on, people who are just now going into soccer. I mean, it just ruins everything. I just, the idea on paper may sound cool. You may, it's like, oh, Real Madrid and Liverpool going to play five times a year. But I was talking to a friend about this, The Champions League is so special because it only happens how many times a year? So, like, you only get to watch Liverpool, excuse me, Liverpool, Real Madrid, how many times? Two, maybe? And that's what makes it special because you only get those two or three or one game that makes it so special. And I referred to the World Cup if they didn't want to make the world cup so special they wouldn't have it every 4 years like the build up to the world cup is what makes it so special and i think that if you were to incorporate this super league it just takes away from all the fandom and everything about the beautiful game leads up to those big matchups
0: and it's for people who don't know it's not based it's not just basically these teams joining this and everything else goes along as normal. Um, these teams who have agreed to join this have reportedly been offered $400 million to just accept the invitation to the league funded by American bank, JP Morgan. Um, so that's a lot of money. <clears throat> it's exactly why they're doing it. It's greed. It's the richest teams in the world wanting to be more rich. And you mentioned the Champions League, which is at the heart of all this as well. These teams don't want to have to qualify for Champions League. These teams want a guaranteed paycheck every year for competing in this league, which is why they can't be relegated. They already said the 12 founding members cannot be relegated from this league. So it's a You don't have to qualify for it. You don't have to do anything for it. You're just there, and you make hundreds of million dollars every year for just being in the league, which is pathetic. Champions League is based on competition and earning your spot in the competition, no matter who you are. Liverpool might not make Champions League this year. Might not matter. But the beauty of it is you have to earn your spot to be there. You have to finish, if you're in the Premier League, top four in the league to earn your spot in Champions League. Yeah, that means two, at least two of the big clubs every year are going to miss out. Manchester United is not in Champions League this year. Arsenal's not in Champions League. Tottenham's not in Champions League. But it means that teams like West Ham and Leicester City, who work their way up, who have who put a good team in place, it means that they have a chance every year, and no, if they finish top four, they can get a slice of that pie from Champions League money and they can compete against the best teams in the world. And they should feel like they're one of the best teams in the world if they finish top four in the Premier League or in any other of these big leagues. <clears throat> so taking Champions League away and putting 12 teams who basically don't just, just don't feel like qualifying anymore and want a guaranteed paycheck, taking that it's like guaranteeing it's, it's not to the same level, obviously, but it's giving Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, UCLA, and any blue blood, a guaranteed one seed in the NCAA tournament every year. It's not even just putting them in the tournament. It's giving them a one seed and telling them that no matter what happens, they're in it and they're going to get to play a 16 seed, the first round, or even better yet. It's those teams breaking away from their conferences because they don't want to split the money with the rest of everyone else. And what does this mean? Um, Premier League, Champions League, FIFA have all come out and said, if these teams follow through with this, they will not play in their domestic leagues. They will not be a part of any other competition that is currently sanctioned in the world. And, FIFA has even come out. UEFA has come out as strongly as saying the players who play in this league will not be allowed to play in the world cup. Um, one of the listener questions I got Corey, when I tweeted it out on Twitter or even before I tweeted it out, I had gotten numerous questions. Um, one of them, the first one being literally someone messaged me and just said, what happened? So I, uh, (laughs) I, we're kind of diving into that right now. Um, it means the end of the dream of these small teams and players being able to work their way up, up into the Premier League, up into the Spanish La Liga, work their way up into Serie A and have it, just have a chance to play these teams. Norwich City is going to get promoted. They've already been mathematically that are promoted into the Premier League next year. Yeah, they're going to struggle to stay in the Premier League next year, but it matters for them to play Liverpool, to play Manchester United, to play Tottenham. It takes away, and that's not even getting into the fact of the rich billionaire owners coming in here and stealing these clubs, essentially. it's. Do you have anything to say, Corey? I know I'm ranting.
1: No, you go ahead. Um, But to your point, it's, it's like the Norwich cities. It's a dream to even play in the Premier League, like to play, to have their fans be able to watch Manchester United, Man City play in their stadium. Like for many, that's just a dream come true. Like if like my goal in life is to go to like Old Trafford to watch a game and just for people and, like, lower leagues, just to see, like, a big-name team play in their stadium is a dream. And these billionaires, millionaires, trillionaires, I don't know how much money they have, but they're just taking it away from them, and it's crazy. And like you said earlier, going back on your point about the college basketball, Duke, Kentucky and didn't make the tournament. UCLA made it as an 11 seed. And similar situation with Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, and Liverpool. They're all behind Leicester City and West Ham in the Premier League table. The only two teams who are actually in Champions League right now are Man City and Man United. And you're going to tell the fans, you're going to look me in the eye and tell me you want Arsenal and Tottenham, even Chelsea in the Super League it it just blows my mind the more i look at it the more i read about it it just it's crazy I, like if you're an arsenal fan do you know what's going to happen like i no offense to arsenal they're a decent squad but they're not going to even match up against ps or not psg a real madrid barcelona atletico like they're just not they're going to lose well, eight, eight eight games in a row like it's just going guys... to happen
0: Your status as a winning, great club goes away. Yeah. Because if you're playing these teams and you're losing, you're in your bottom of the table every year. There's, What's so great about you?
1: Yeah, Um, exactly.
0: And it's it's worth noting, I do want to say, in this Super League, there are no French or German teams. Um, PSG has declined, said we don't want to be a part of this, which shocked me. Um, yeah. I'm very happy about it, but it shocked me. I'm ha- I'm super happy. I'm glad that there are some teams like PSG and Bayern Munich, obviously, arguably the biggest team and the best team in the world right now. Said no, we're we're not doing this. And neither did Dortmund or Leipzig, two of the other big teams in Germany. Um, yeah. Which we'll get into that uh, a little bit later on in the podcast because there are reasons why yeah. for Germany especially. Yeah. I want to talk about the owners coming in um, and thinking they can just rip away over a hundred, some 140 years of history from each of these clubs. Um, Mine and yours, I think, I don't want to say especially, because it matters to every team. Liverpool and Manchester United were built in the 1800s by working class people, by people who love the game, who have grown it domestically in England, who have done everything, um, did everything the right way, climbed to the very top of European soccer numerous times. Um, And these billionaire owners... Fenway sports group uh, led by John Henry and obviously Manchester United led by the Glazer family, which also owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just come in and decide that this is their plaything now. And they want to maximize their profit. I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to maximize profit, stay out of sports. It's not where you should be. Go manage a hedge fund. Go stay with some investing company. You can't, you shouldn't go into European soccer and think you can just take over and obliterate the hundreds of years of history that they have created over there that those fans are attached to in their cities. Those clubs in those cities mean more to them than over here in America can even think about because of the way it was built. Nothing we have in America compares to, to the identity that those cities feel with their teams. So to, to go in there and basically rip that away, tell the city that what you've built over these past 150 years does not matter. We are taking it away from you. We're building a super league where we're closing the competition to where no one besides us is guaranteed a spot in. It does it's not based on competition. It's not based on merit on actually getting there. It's 12 clubs who got an exclusive invite for a guaranteed paycheck every year because these owners want a bigger boat or they want a second boat or whatever the hell it is. They want to maximize their profit and they want to make money on the backs of these clubs that were successful long before they got there. And it's disgusting. It's gross. Everyone hates it except the owners. And which leads me to my next point. The owners aren't even answering for this. They're leaving managers like Jurgen Klopp, Pep Guardiola, and players like James Milner, Marcus Rashford, to answer for this while they go hide on their boat, while they go sit, sit back and let this all burn in front of them because they don't care. They don't care about soccer. They don't care about the game at all, anything about it. And it's gross. It's disgusting. I hate every single bit of it. And it's, I hate it for the managers and players so much because Jurgen Klopp, before yesterday's game against Leeds, shouldn't have had to sit up there in front of millions and address a decision that he wasn't even a part of. Pep Guardiola shouldn't have sat up against the media today and addressed the decision that he wasn't even a part of and he didn't even know of before anybody else. It's gross. It's disgusting. These owners should have to answer for this for years. If it doesn't happen even, I hope it doesn't happen. I know you hope it doesn't happen. Every sensible person in this world hope it doesn't happen. If it doesn't happen, even these owners have to answer for this and be held responsible for this for decades, as long as they are a part of the team. That's the end of that rant for now.
1: Uh, the most heartbreaking part about all this is that I believe two or three of the owners or the people involved in the Super League are American and from a country who needs to show that soccer can be historical, can be beautiful, and in a country that soccer needs to grow, we are watching it unfold before our eyes as something that we want to Americanize and just have the best play against the best and have the most money be involved. And I don't know what we need to do. If it's me and you Dawn that need to start to change or if we need to team up with someone, but we need to show that soccer especially is not about the money. It's not about the history. It's not just some, white collar sport. Uh it's it's just heartbreaking that most of them are Americans. You know, it's just when I looked at that and I looked at the owners and I think it was Stan Kroenke who has very piece of shit. I'll say yeah, straight. He up. Is,
0: Look at he is if you don't know about him by now.
1: Yeah, he ruined the city of St. Louis for a lot of people. And the Glazers are like you said, owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's just, it's just heart. It's heartbreaking. And uh, it's heartbreaking for me and you for uh, unite to watch, just because we're trying to get people to understand the game of soccer. We're trying to get people to watch the game, to play the game, to even just talk about the game and ping the biggest league leagues just fold because of 12 owners. And it's, it's a roadblock for many who are trying to start a change like me and you and others, but it's, I don't know. I just sit here and just wonder why this is even being brought up and why we are sitting here today. Even having to talk about this is just beyond me. I do want to bring up some
0: things. Um, people in the, in the soccer world have said over the past couple days because this is so universally opposed. Um, Marcus Rashford tweeted out a very simple picture this morning. Um, I'm sure you saw it, Corey. Yeah, I did. Of course, without fans in the stands due to COVID, there are flags up in the stands with sayings and stuff. Marcus Rashford simply tweeted a picture of one of those flags covering – seats that said football is nothing without fans and the fans hate this there will be no there there's nothing after this the premier league today for all 14 teams not included in the six trying to break away held a meeting this morning released a statement the 14 clubs at the meeting unanimously and vigorously rejected the plans for the competition Premier League is considering all actions available to prevent it from progressing. Worth noting that uh, UK, the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has said he will use every power and his ability to stop this from happening, which is a literal country trying to stop this from happening. UEFA president today released another statement, this one. To the English clubs, come to your senses, not out of the love for football. I don't imagine you have much of that but out of respect for the people who bleed for the team. Pep Guardiola, Manchester city manager today said it's not sport when there's no relation between effort and success. It's not sport. It's not sport. If it doesn't matter, if you lose, I want the best competition as possible. It's not fair if teams fight at the top and cannot qualify, which is what me and you said earlier, you should have to earn your spot at this table every single year. And one of Liverpool's biggest rivals outside of Manchester United released a strong statement today, Everton. I don't like Everton. I stand exactly with them in their statement here. Everton is saddened and disappointed to see proposals of a breakaway league pushed forward by six clubs. Six clubs acting entirely in their own interest. Six clubs tarnishing the reputation of our league and the game. Six clubs choosing to disrespect every other club with whom they sit around the Premier League table. Six clubs taking for granted and even betraying the majority of football supporters across our country and beyond. It's Soccer is built on a pyramid in all these countries that if you're good enough, you get to be there. It is the ultimate It is the ultimate meritocracy over there of if you earn your spot at the table, you get your spot at the table. There is no favors. There's no um, favorites played. It's literally, you can go from a basically minor league team to winning a premier league championship, just like Leicester city did. (laughs) This idea spits in the face of that and every other team in every country over there. The way it's played is beautiful. And we love these stories of Leicester city. We love the story of West Ham this year. I want Liverpool to make the champions league, but if we don't earn enough points and we don't make it in, I can't complain. We weren't good enough. West Ham was, if they make it, Leicester city was, if they make it like they are right now, it's gross. It's, This is killing that competition of saying it's killing the dream of, if you're good enough, you can be here. It's a long, it's a long climb to get there. Leipzig, the team in Germany who thankfully isn't joining, we're older than them. We are older than that team by a lot. That team is not that old, but they climbed. I know a lot of people don't like them because they're backed by Red Bull and the energy drink, whatever. The point still stands. The fact that they climbed from the bottom of Germany's soccer league from the fourth or fifth tier. And now they're at the top in second place, battling against Bayern Munich, one of the teams, one of the countries, one of the world's biggest clubs. And they're doing it well. They're staying up there. They're going to be in Champions League next year. This idea just kills that. And it kills it all. I want to shout out Leeds United yesterday, too. For wearing a shirt, and on the front it said Champions League, earn it. And on the back it said football is for the fans. No fan wants this, it kills
1: everything. Anything from you, Corey? Uh, uh, no. Oh, well, actually, that Leeds game, Leeds Liverpool game, I've never wanted. And it was it wasn't even against Liverpool themselves. It was against this Super League idea. And Liverpool went up in about the 30th minute or so, like something like that by Sadio Mane. And thankfully, through the football gods themselves, Leeds scored in the 85th minute or something. And I think the entire soccer community just erupted with joy. Not because Liverpool tied, not because they dropped points. It's because it shows that this. This league, is the beauty of it. Yeah, this is That's the, beauty. the beauty. Yeah, and the funniest thing is that Juventus, also a team who's going in the Super League, lost, I believe, to Atlanta, and then Real Madrid tied to a lower half team, and then Arsenal scraped by for a tie against, I believe, 19th, 18th place, Fulham. Yeah.
0: And not to mention a 10-man Leeds beat Manchester City last weekend. Yeah, exactly. That was beautiful. Everyone loved that. I do want to get into, though, we haven't got much into the reaction from fans. Yeah. Um, Because that's what matters here. The reaction from fans across the world, mainly over in England, though. Um Liverpool uh, fans went and hung banners outside of Anfield it says shame on you rest in peace LFC Liverpool Football Club 1892 to 2021 and another one that said LFC fans against European Super League as well as protests outside of the game yesterday Love for the working-class game ruined by greed and corruption. Rest in peace, Liverpool FC. Thanks for the memories. And then another banner that said, fans say no to Finway's super greed, no Super League. Arsenal fans outside of their home stadium were holding signs that said, give us our Arsenal back. Shame on you, Arsenal FC. Hashtag Cronky out. Um... Some of the bigger voices, David Beckham had a statement yesterday and I'll, I'll just read it since I'll I'll just let people know I'm someone who loves football. It's been my life for as long as I can remember. I loved it from when I was a young child as a fan and I'm still a fan now as a player. And now as an owner, I know that our sport is nothing without the fans. We need football to be for everyone. We need football to be fair and we need competitions based on merit. Unless we protect these values, the game we love is in danger. From one of the world's biggest stars. Leeds United striker after the game yesterday. I can't quite comprehend. It's amazing the amount of uproar when somebody's pocket is being hurt. It's a shame that doesn't happen with issues like racism. Danny Alves today, or overnight, last night. Football was, is, and always will be a sport that transforms lives. We should not allow the people at the top to spoil these possibilities of the small ones dreaming big. Worth noting, Jordan Henderson, Liverpool's captain, has called all Premier League captains to a meeting today or tomorrow. Not sure when it's going to happen. Either today or tomorrow, there's going to be a meeting between all the Premier League captains to figure out how they address this situation just knowing the leadership that will be in that room and knowing the leadership of Jordan Henderson, I expect I expect, a strong statement against this.
1: Yeah. Uh, I didn't, have not gotten the chance to watch it, but James Corden, uh, TV personality, actually British TV personality who does late shows in America, came out with a six-minute monologue on his last uh, which speaks volumes not yes he is british but to do that on the national stage in america is just kind of tells you how big this is not for just him but for thousands for millions of people in britain even in the u.s even italy like spain like this Mm -hmm. is a global problem that many People are affected by, and it may not be as serious as people think, but it's it oh, is it's, though, it's, in a It way. is, you it know, is. like yeah, it's serious. It is just as serious yeah, like, as people may. Oh, it's just it's just the soccer league. Yeah, for people who follow but me, yeah, go ahead.
0: Who 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 might be like, God, this guy is really pissed off these last three days about this. Yeah, <laughs> I am, and it's a huge deal. This is greedy. Billionaire owners coming in and trying to ruin something we all love and something that has been built from the ground up without them. And it's, it's greed of the highest order. It's disgusting. Legendary Liverpool coach, boss, whatever they call him boss over there. Bill Shankly. One of the reasons Liverpool is successful as it is, is because of what he did when he was at the club. You can like it. You don't have to like it. Um, But one of his principles was this club is built on working class people for the working class people. And there's a statue outside of Anfield of him. And his grandson today wants that statue removed because the club that was built in 1892 on these values is seeing it ripped straight from us. I don't care if you live in Liverpool. I don't care. Around the world there are Liverpool fans against us who hold these values, as I do. We pride ourselves as Liverpool fans on being um, for everyone. Our slogan, you'll never walk alone. John Henry made it clear that he wants us to walk alone. And and that is a shot right through the heart to turn your back on fans that you claim you love. Pull this, pull this stunt when, when stadiums are full, when there's not a COVID-19 pandemic and show up to that game, John Henry, I dare you hear the roar of what you've caused And look at it straight in the face. Address it because these owners are so cowardly. They can go and hide until this all quote-unquote blows over. It's not. It's it's not blowing over. He gets to go and hide on his ship or wherever the heck he wants to go hide, somewhere in Boston, while he watches the Red Sox play from the comfort of his uh, press box. And he's a disgusting human being for even considering this. As a Liverpool fan, I'll tell you right now, we will not forgive Fenway Sports Group and John Henry for what they've done. I don't know how Manchester United fans are feeling, but I can tell you right now for Liverpool fans, this has been an absolute disgrace for everything this team, this club stands for. Thank God we have a manager in charge like Jurgen Klopp, who always knows what to say. Always. Always. He says, I'm going to find it yesterday. Let me find his direct quote here. Um, I heard today that I will resign because obviously people said Klopp won't. Klopp's going to walk because of this Super League. He said, I feel responsible for the team, for the club, and for the relationship we have with our fans. I will try to sort it somehow. You know how gross it is that Jurgen Klopp has to do that? The Jurgen Klopp has to come out and say, he has to come out and say, I feel responsible for this club. Even though he was involved in zero of these conversations about creating this league that will break everything. He has to come out and say, I feel responsible for this team and our relationship that we have with the fans. That's, that just speaks, first of all, volumes to him. That he says... Like, I can't just walk away from this. Um, this is, he feels responsible for the team. And he, reports came out today from top Liverpool reporters that Klopp is, is furious, as he should be. He should be absolutely pissed that he has to answer for this, like I said. And um, the fact that he feels responsible to keep the bond together between the team and the supporters – speaks to him as a leader, but it also speaks to what these, to the fact that these billionaires don't care. They don't care. They want their money. They want to fill their pockets. And I'll, I'll end my other rant that I will continue to go on. And I'll give you a chance to talk Corey. Um, after I say, if these clubs are struggling financially, as much as they say they are as much as, um, as much as enough to warrant a super league, Imagine how badly lower teams are hurting. If the 12 richest teams in the world are struggling financially, we get it. The COVID-19 pandemic has been hard. It's been hard on businesses across the world. If you're hurting and you want to turn your back on every other team who's hurting, that's disgusting. It's embarrassing and it's a disgrace to everything soccer stands for. Your turn, Corey.
1: Yeah, um, the timing around this is just ridiculous. We are – it's a promising time for some countries and for some people of finally kind of getting out of that COVID-19 pandemic of we're starting to see more and more fans. The MLS games this week, we saw fans, and it almost brought a tear to my eye. Like, it's just so rewarding to see fans coming back And it's like there's nothing else that fans have wanted more than to be back at Old Trafford, to be back at Anfield. And now they're so close. They're right at the finish line. They're about to cross it, and they say, race is over. We're going to a Super League that no one wants to watch. We're going to go to the Super League where we get $400 million just for saying yes just so we can make a profit back a profit that we will probably make back in a year, two, three, a profit that we will make quicker than a team like Exeter City. And many of you are saying, who is that? Exactly. That is my point. There, I cannot credit because I forgot what it was. I think it was on TikTok or Twitter, so take it how you will. But a fan said there are 22 leagues actually more than 22 divisions within FA or between the English uh, Federation. So that means a team in the 22nd division could make the FA Cup final, which is the domestic tournament for those who don't know, they could play Manchester United. If by the grace of God, by the football gods, that they grant them those wins, they could play at Wembley Stadium in front of thousands against Manchester United and many of those teams have folded due to COVID-19 and these 12 owners are going to look us in the eye and say we have lost money because of the COVID-19 pandemic and this is our way to make it up and they that's how they're that's what they're doing they're going to tell us yeah we need the money because we're hurting It's – it just – it boils my blood just to even think about the conversations that went on at these 12 clubs saying, yes, we need to make a profit back. Here's how we do it. And then looking past, once we make that profit, we will make even more money, even more money, because the fans will want to watch it, right? Absolutely not. There is absolutely no way I will be watching this league if it goes through. I will – I – I hate saying this, and i one of my friends asked me this if I will. Me, I, I was yeah. going
0: to say this brings me to a listener question. Okay, well, let's mul- get to the let's people, get to the question then. Multiple people ask me, "Will you still support Liverpool if this goes through and they are in the Super League?" Which I think is what you were getting at. Yeah, people are asking I'll, you, "Will you yeah. still support Manchester United?" I,
1: I'll go first. I will support the players, the coaches. The staff of Manchester United, I will support every single one of the players, coaches, staff, wherever they go, whether they stay. I will not support the front office, the chairman, the owners of the team. And I'm looking at a Manchester United flag in my room right now. And if that I just it just tears my heart, knowing that I might have to take that down just because. I just can't look at it. I, I don't want to be a part of it. Like, I don't want to be associated with the teams that ruin football if it goes through. And it's going, I don't know if I'll go to another team or if I'll – I just – it just pains me to even think about it. Like, I don't want to think about it. But if I have to, I don't think I will support the club, Manchester United.
0: From my end, um, I tweeted about this yesterday, especially after Klopp. It's so hard. Um, Like you said, you you look at the merchandise we both have. Mm -hmm. I have a Liverpool hat sitting right next to me. I woke up this morning, I looked in my closet for a shirt to wear. Instinctually, I just grabbed a shirt and it was a Liverpool shirt. And I was like, no. Um, mm-hmm. And it was the it's the shirt of the Premier League winning season last year. Um, I it sucks. Um, but Klopp's comments yesterday another reason I'm so glad to have him. I can't not support Liverpool if Jurgen Klopp is there, especially.
1: Yeah.
0: The fact that he will do everything he can to keep the relationship between the team and the fans, even if the owners spit in the face of it. It's so hard. I will root for Liverpool until the day I die. I don't know if I can get myself to watch this league and support it in that way. Um, My focus would definitely be MLS which had a great opening weekend um St. Louis team will be starting in two years Um, I'll definitely be rooting for them I will be rooting for Dortmund in the Bundesliga because that is an obvious transition for me um and I've always enjoyed that club of course we look there's going to be a ton of lawsuits and this thing is going to sort itself out somehow some way <laughs> something's gonna happen either there will be a league or there won't mm-hmm. I I'll say right now that I, I there there can't there won't be a day when I don't support Liverpool the team there like you said I cannot and will not ever from this point on support Fenway sports group in the ownership of Liverpool I will continue supporting Liverpool. For the players like Jordan Henderson, like Trent Alexander-Arnold, who did nothing to deserve this. I'll support it for Jurgen Klopp, who also did nothing to deserve this and feels the responsibility to maintain a relationship with the fans even when it doesn't really seem possible right now. Um, You mentioned hoping, glad that Liverpool tied you. I hoped Liverpool yesterday for the first time in my life. I hoped, I wish Liverpool would have lost 5 0 yesterday. I wish the players would have went out there and just stood there for 90 minutes. That's, it's the first time. You want to know how this Super League has killed the emotion this quickly? Leeds tied it in the 87th minute, and I felt nothing. A win would have pushed us into top four, usually Champions League qualifying. So that was a big game. Every game for the rest of this year for Liverpool was a big game. It feels meaningless now. Um, I felt nothing when Leeds tied the game yesterday. I, I really didn't like, and I don't, I, I'm curious if the players did either, because at this point they're probably feeling like, what, what are we playing for? But um, that's my kind of sort of answer of, will I support Liverpool? that I'll support that team until the day I die. But something will happen out of this as far as ownership or something. These owners will not be ever forgiven for what they have done this weekend um, by any of these teams. They will be either forced out and and who who knows. I don't know. There's going to be lawsuits, like I said. They're already in, in progress for team people trying to stop this. And by the way, I do want to say if, if if these teams are allowed to stay in their leagues and compete in the super league at the same time, the league becomes meaningless. Yes. The Super League teams get so much money they're going to be able to buy whatever players they want. And the league is even more meaningless because, first of all, you're not those teams won't be competing for Champions League spots. In addition to um being able to field a just completely better team than everyone else because they have more money than even they have now, the league becomes meaningless and becomes like a second competition to them. Um, It's – so like I said, that's my long-winded kind of answer of, yes, I will support Liverpool, but I will never support the owners that are Fenway Sports Group another day in my
1: life. Um, I've known you for – many years now Dalton and for you to say that about your team about you didn't feel them you didn't feel a thing about them tying or for the first time you didn't want them to win it it speaks volumes not to only me but hopefully to the listeners that this is I've said it multiple times it's just it's heartbreaking you know it's losing a friend it's losing something you love and for Dalton to come out and say that many people might not understand what that means, but it's, it's deep. It's, it's passion from him. It's passion from the fans across the world. And yeah, it's, it's, no one should support this. And if they do let, let them, but just know that this isn't right. It's not right for the world. It's not right for the game of soccer, football, whatever you call it. It's just not Uh, right.
0: Another listener question. Um, Thanks to Joey for this one. Um, Do you think players will sit out games slash leave their clubs if UEFA enforces the rule that players that play in Super League can't play in the World Cup, which has been said multiple times now that players who play in this league will be absolutely banned from playing in the World Cup? To me – yeah to me i have thought about this i think it depends on the player and i think we would see a very large number of players leave the super league if this is the if this holds up assuming everything is as now and and you can't play in a world cup if and you play in this league i can tell you right now the world cup matters more than anything to a lot of these players um Off the top of my head, Mo Salah playing for Egypt. He would absolutely leave to have the chance to represent his country. Kevin De Bruyne would leave to play for Belgium. Um, This is just off the top of my head. Jordan Henderson and Trent Alexander-Arnold would leave to play for England. I would think Marcus Rashford would leave Manchester United to play for England, as would Harry Maguire. Um, These first-team international players – I think I think they're gone. And I think the Super League is banking on having enough players that don't care about yeah. international play.
1: I think looking at a standpoint that we've talked about numerous times of the U.S. men's national team, it would break every piece of my heart if I, if Christian Pulisic said, nah, I'm staying, I don't really care, or if I saw Weston McKinney stay at Juventus. It would break every part of my heart, but I know that Stefan even, Stefan McKinney, Pulisic, there's no one, Uh, Sergino Dest. Dest, I know that they have been all in on the USA, and they have been working at this, and they know that they have a team that may not win it now, could win it maybe later on and they know that like they have to know that they have a team who can win and for them to stay in that league and say, "Ah, I don't care about this world cup would just be treason. And and (laughs) as hard as, as cruel as that sounds, it would be treason, but it, I just think they would leave just so they could play and represent their country.
0: I like to think by the way Harry Kane another name that came to my mind he would leave. Yeah. Um a lot of these guys I like to think that those four Americans would leave if this obviously yes. we're speaking in possible if this happens. I like to think that I mean many soccer players in history have said that they love playing the game but there is no feeling and no feeling of pride more than putting on a Jersey to represent your country. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that still holds true now. I obviously like there are some guys who, there are very few guys who don't have anything to play for internationally, like Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang who plays for Gabon internationally. He would, uh, he, what's he like, sorry, they're not really doing much <laughs> like, But yeah, um, there's, there's so much, I think a huge, huge number of players would say, I can't do this if I can't play in a world cup or international competition, which leads me to believe, hopefully UEFA and FIFA stick to their guns and hold that to be true because the super league cannot exist. If that is in place, just like the super league it's been said by many people, I hope this is true, that the Super League cannot exist if all of these teams are kicked out of their domestic leagues. So I hope that there is just enough firepower on the other side of this Super League that's opposing it through these lawsuits and through everything else that it's it gets stopped
1: for every reason we've talked about. Yeah, I, especially for these not really smaller countries, but for the countries like the USA, the Egypts, like they are in a time where they have some of the best players that might even go through their country. And for them not to represent their country during that time in the biggest stage, would I, you just have to think that they would leave their club in a heartbeat for it. Yeah. I know Mo Salah has been – one of Liverpool's best players of I I'll even say the decade, easily. But yeah, for you would have to think that he would leave Egypt. He'd be gone. and I don't. I believe Egypt did Egypt make the World Cup last time? Right, they did and he make it, it last to play? time.
0: He played in, the, or he got hurt. Uh, I think he played in one of the games. But especially for a guy like Mosala for Egypt, like he is, he's their guy. He is yeah. he is everything to them. They would mm-hmm. feel so betrayed if if he said, I'd rather stay in the super league than play for my country. Um, yeah. as they should. Um, and I know I I Mo Lo Salah loves his country, so he would absolutely leave in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um it's gosh, it's just so painful to think about. So what happens next? Uh like I said lawsuits um there's going to be more statements coming out in the next hours days weeks where we figure out what the heck's going on hopefully these coward billionaires um come out and face what they've created because they should have to um other than just releasing a cowardly statement to say you're helping football no you're not you're destroying it Um, I do want to say this just alert just came through to my phone. As I said, while we're recording this, I said, we might get some news. Bayern Munich released a statement and said FC Bayern Munich has a clear stance on the issue of the Super League FC Bayern stands in solidarity with the Bundesliga. It always was and is a great pleasure for us to be able to play and represent Germany in the Champions League. We all remember fondly our 2020 Champions League victory in Lisbon. You don't forget such a joyful moment. For FC Bayern, the Champions League is the best club competition in the world. PSG also released a statement. Their club president said, Paris Saint-Germain holds the firm belief that football is a game for everyone. I've been consistent on this since the very beginning. As a football club, we are a family and a community whose fabric is our fans. I believe we shouldn't forget this. There's a clear need to advance the existing UEFA competition model presented by them yesterday and concluding 24 months of extensive and collaborative cons- consultation across the whole European football landscape. We believe that any proposal without the support of UEFA, an organization that has been working to progress the interest of European football for nearly 70 years, does not resolve the issues currently facing the football community, but it is instead driven by self-interest. Also, we didn't—I didn't really mention it—but how terrible of an idea is it to tell these twelve clubs that they're in charge of their league? It's just going to go further and further, further towards their own self-interest. But, um, it's gross. There's lawsuits coming. We're going to figure out what's happening, and it's going to happen quick. Um, there's going to be decisions made this week that that either make or break the Super League, and we just have to hope and pray that it breaks it. And yep. then we have to hold every single one of these owners accountable for what they tried to do to the most beautiful game in the world.
1: Yeah. Um, for those listeners out there listening to this podcast, if I feel like me and Dolan tried our best to explain it, uh, what's going on, how it's affecting people, what's going on next. For those listening, just know that it may not be a big deal for some, but for others, this is their entire life. Like soccer, these, some of these 12 clubs are their life. And what they're going through right now is, should never have happened, should never happen, should never even be talked about. And just please be. Educated, please talk to either me and Dalton. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, talk to us. Like, if you don't understand what's going on, like, if you want more information, feel free to DM one of us either on Twitter or whatever you need to. Because, like I said earlier, I want to be a part of the change and I want to be part of the kind of motion that goes for the United States finally, either not really, they don't have to love soccer, but I want them to know the popularity behind it. I want to know, I want them to know why we love it. And I want them to be, and I hope that they love it just as as much as I do. And I just want everyone to be educated on what's going on because education at the forefront is the biggest part about a situation of knowing your information, knowing what's going on. So, Um out people out there listening, please, if you ever have any questions, send them our way either, whether it's, whether you think it's a dumb question or a simple question, we'd love to answer it. Trust me, because that question could lead us on to five tangents as many yeah. of you probably know. So, like I said, just talk to a soccer fan, talk to one of us about what's going on and we'd love to talk to you about it and tell you what's going on. And hopefully, spark a little interest in soccer for you
0: i'm glad you brought that up about being educated Um,
1: because this is obviously a worldwide
0: story it's the biggest story in sports in a long long time um so people who don't know much about soccer um a lot of american writers on twitter have felt the need to voice their opinion about it yeah um which I'm okay with, right? I want people to be interested in soccer. If you're not educated on it and you don't understand the structure and everything that goes into play in it, just don't. Um, You're not helping. And I know it's very American to say, Oh, the best teams playing each other. This is great. No, stop. If you don't understand, I love Pat McAfee.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking that. I love Pat McAfee. He's great. He's a great entertainer. I watch the show every day. It's crazy. Um, But when he came out and said,
0: am I missing something or is this a great idea? Yeah. Missed the point completely. Um, Yeah. And I get it, right? They're living through their NFL scope of, well, yeah, the best teams play the best teams. No. Um, Yeah, they play the best teams, but they earn their spot there in the Champions League. They earned their right to be there every year. Um, and, and among other things that we said that, will this will destroy the football pyramid as we know it. Um, but it, just be educated. I, I saw it from numerous. It's not just Pat McAfee. He's just one that I saw that um, was like that said, that, Oh, this sounds great. No. Um, and then he, he got educated on it by someone who came on a show and he said, I changed my mind. Like this is bad. <laughs> Um, same thing happened with barstool, big cat. He said, Oh, this is great. Right. And he talked to someone who had expertise and, and knew about how it works over there. And he was like, okay, this is terrible. This will break everything. Um, everything
1: that people, a side note on that was that their podcast, part of my take, which is one of the biggest podcasts out there. They even had their own special about the Super League, and I I did not get the chance to watch it yet. I was going to, but I believe they talked about what was going on and kind of a not even I don't know how closely they follow soccer, but I feel like they gave a podcast of a American fan not knowing too much and about like, Hey, this is what's going on. Like what, how is this happening? So that yeah. was, that's good for the sport of soccer that they came out and did that. And I love big cat. I follow him on all social media and he's usually a pretty good guy to follow. So I'm glad he did that.
0: Um, I will, I will, I'll wrap it I'll Kind of wrap it with this, this discussion anyway. Um,
1: There is a lot of
0: American blaming for this. I get it. This is the Americanization yeah. of, of the league of these top teams of trying to make it look like it does here in the U S this isn't completely on Americans. This is on rich billionaires thinking they can come in and make anything their play toy and do anything. They want to maximize their profit at the sacrifice of the beautiful game that we all love. Like I said, if you want to safe profit, Stay away from sports. I understand American sports. There's the guarantee. There has always been the guarantee. There won't always be, but there always has been so far that when you buy a team that league, that team value will go up and you'll be able to sell it for 10 times the value you bought it for this. You can't come into, you can't go into Europe and, and do that to something that has built, been built the way that it has been you can't um this is billionaires thinking they can make anything their play toy um which as we've seen the last few years pretty much everyone's had it with these billionaires thinking they can just come in and do whatever they want take whatever they please um i hope that the displeasure from everyone is enough to stop this if this podcast gets you fired up about it, let people know. Let people know to listen to this because um, I hope it answers a lot of questions. But it also brings up an important point of support your local leagues. Um, here in the United States, MLS just had their opening weekend. It was a great opening weekend. Support that league. Help it grow. Unite to watch. Watch. That goes for if you have a USL team close to you as well, go to their stadiums, watch their games, um, because it's important. And your voice as a supporter and as a fan of the game absolutely matters. And it matters more than any amount of money that any billionaire could bring into a club and try and take over. I promise you it matters more than that. I promise the voice of the fans in soccer will always – mean more than those who come in and try and destroy it.
1: Yeah. uh, You said it perfectly. I'll let you finish this up because we, we, we share the same thoughts. So, and you said that perfectly. So,
0: well, in that case, like I said, no intro music, no outro music. This was purely just a, we're getting on here to discuss this. So, um, if you have any questions, like Corey said, that are still lingering in your mind, message it to one of us, share this podcast to let people know what's going on. Uh, send it to your friends if they aren't sure what's going on. Cause I, I think, I think we hit a lot of important points. I know we hit a lot of important points to why this, the facts and why this is terrible. Um, so send it to, send it to your friends, spread the word and, um, if you are a soccer fan, use your voice. I'm going to continue using mine um, to why this is terrible. So um, I, that's really all I have. But thanks for joining us on this episode of the Soccer Academy.